If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule and Grapefruit Paloma, which happen to be my favorites. You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash autocallMAFS. You guys know I don't drink very much. So Recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress-balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallMAFS so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to episode six, guys. Hi, Aid. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Tane? I am emotionally exhausted. Fucking Chris and Paige. I am exhausted. <laughs> My goodness. Yes, Chris and Paige. Also, for those of you in Texas, you're in our thoughts and our prayers and our hearts. Um, we both have very strong connections to the to the Lone Star State, and uh, it's been rough. If you even managed to get to listen to this podcast, we we love you, we appreciate you, and we're sorry that you're suffering like this. Yeah, and we hope things get better pretty soon. Okie doke. But yes, Chris and Paige, man. I just don't like that this is the Chris and Paige show. Because a lot of other stuff happened too. That was, you know, very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I guess we're stuck in it for a while. Do you know what my marker is now? My marker is that preview when Pastor Cal is talking to Paige. I'm like, we haven't seen this. He hasn't visited yet. So she's still around. So until I see... (laughs) Do <laughs> we move past that? Then for now, I'm just like, Paige is here to stay. So, <laughs> Since, you know, those two are who they are, let's move on to couples cam where people are functioning normally. I did watch it again this week, but tell us what happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm questioning myself now because I'm like, did I really used to enjoy this or did something change? And the answer is, I think something changed. It is now not 
I mean, it's reality TV. It's not organic. There's some, you know, enhancements. But now it is so overproduced. It's so obvious that it's not as fun and cute as it used to be. Um, I'm not going to stop watching, but I just had to sit and think as to what is so different this time. Well, maybe everyone just got more boring. I don't know. But <laughs> it doesn't give me as much joy as it used to. Um... So every episode starts with all the couples together and they started with Karen and Miles um, telling us how Miles is now into the camera, into camera work now that it's in their hands and they don't have to rely on the camera people like they did during this season. And I was just thinking about like, it is so interesting that couples cam is literally the Karen and Miles show. <laughs> like... What? Maybe it's because Miles shoots so much footage. He's so into it. I I don't I just think maybe they did a test and they test very highly. Like we didn't even get Amani and Woody in this episode. Like during their season, I thought Amani and Woody would be the golden children. And then I always used to rave about Bennett and Amelia. Nothing. Zero guys. It's episode two. I'm pretty shocked. I'm not gonna lie. So um, the couples are together, and they all do this Zoom thing. Sometimes they have everyone on, and sometimes a few couples here and there are missing. And they provide updates. Beth and Jamie tell us that they're moving to Santa Barbara, uh, moving to a house. These ones just keep moving. I hope they're not being restless, but <laughs> hopefully they stay longer this time. Um, Anthony and Ashley talk about their baby. They're, she's pregnant, as you remember, and she's he's saying how... He's never been to any appointment. And then Beth from nowhere is like, did you pull out that you're on couples cam? And Anthony was like, whoa, I thought you were about to say, did you pull out? And that's <laughs> honestly what I thought too. I'm like, uh, choice of words, Beth, choice of words. But of course you would say, did you pull out your own couples cam? Girl, nobody watching this show. Even the people who watch maps don't watch this show. So um, that would be a very interesting to pull out. Can you imagine going to someone? Do you know who I am? I'm on couples cam. <laughs> a random like, lifetime spinoff show that no one watches. <laughs> It'll be like a a, a blank stare. But um, to uh, co to complete that story, I mean, like I said, I feel like they really love Ashley and Anthony. They show them all the time. Nothing really happens, but it was really sweet because um, be, um, she found a place for him where they would allow you know him to come in, and he got to listen to the baby's heartbeat, and he was really touched and you know, really happy that he was able to. I thought it was sweet. So, yeah, that was basically what happened with them. We saw Danielle and Bobby, another boring couple. She's six months pregnant at this point. Their storyline was their oldest daughter feeling neglected. So they were going to do an Olivia Palooza, just things to entertain their daughter. Their daughter uh, did not care and was not interested in anything they had to do. But, yeah, that's pretty much what it was for them. We saw Shanice and Jeffy. You know, for all my talk, I do think um, Couples Camp does love, they do love Shanice and Jeffy. I feel like they show them all, all the time. And um, last week I mentioned that I think that they're really in a good place. And I think this is the second episode I'm seeing them in. I actually do believe they're in a good place. They seem more relaxed with each other. Like they're joking. There's not like all that tension that there was last season of Couples. I was so nervous. 
um, last season. So they even had a joke about, oh, it's Laura's nap time. You know what that means. And Jeff, he's playful. They've always been playful and they laugh together, but they were actually like really playful, like, you know, being flirty. But their storyline was talking about Haitian culture and trying to introduce that to Laura. They did a whole cooking thing and the food actually looked really good. It was like fried turkey and some red beans and rice. And Laura looks so cute, all dressed up in the Haitian colors, like for Carnival. And yeah, that was pretty much it. Um, Keith and Christine, honestly, I don't even know why I mentioned them. Nothing happened. There was some weird skit about recording a game. No, nothing happened. Funny enough, AJ and Steph, I think <laughs> I'm just moving on because AJ and Stephanie had my favorite storyline. Again, overproduced. Like I said, they're restless. They never want to sit still and sit with their thoughts. So they came up with a game about their favorite um, Philly cheesesteaks. And they went around, had a blind taste test and see to see which, you know, they both said their favorites and then went to see if that's true when it's a blind taste test. And funny enough, they're still so matched because both of them had the same favorite Philly cheesesteak. So that made me laugh a little bit. So it was fun. Did you think, think anything Philly of cheese, it? I think Philly cheesesteak is one of the most overrated foods. And as I was watching them, like, I don't like cold food. So I'm like, did you microwave those? Like, they've been all over town, cut up, numbered. These are the concerns I have when I watch someone do a Philly cheesesteak test. I'm just like, <laughs> is it warm? <laughs> yeah, I do think it's overrated. I lived in the area, so it was all the time. And every time I would have one, I would get sick. So I just stopped. It's just a lot of meat. So, I don't know. Um, I think... The last thing that we had... Oh, I forgot to mention that I feel like if we ever played a drinking game, take a shot every time Shawnee's cries. Because she did cry. <laughs> <laughs> she did cry because <laughs> Laura looked so cute and she'd always dreamed about doing that with her daughter and now she's passing it down. And it's not like sad tears. There are sad tears like last season, but so far it's just been happy tears. She's just a crier. Um, Miles, they had this whole storyline about him giving away... Um, his shoes, and he had a lot of shoes. My only takeaway from that was Miles kept holding the bottom of his shoes, and that was so cringy and gross to me. Like, oh. that's just gross. At some point, there were a pair of shoes, which I know they planted, on top of their refrigerator. Again, gross. But, yeah, there was a lot of Karen and Miles. And I think the last thing was Stephanie and AJ and Keith and Christine got together, and they played flag football. But that's about it. Nothing really, you know, major. I hope I, it was more eventful and unfiltered. <laughs> I would hope they do more of the meetups. Because of all the things that I watched on Couples Cam, just couples hanging out. Maybe it's because we're all starved for like social interaction. Even watching people on TV socialize fills something. So they should do I mean, more of that on Couples Cam. Yeah, they should. But they, it's always hard because they never know how to make it natural. I'm thinking of the interactions like when, well, when Keith and Christine went to visit Shawnice and Jeffy, that was <laughs> awkward because they started fighting in front of them. When Beth and Jamie went to visit um, Greg and Deanna, it just seemed like, okay, same city, but do we really, it just never seems natural, let me put it that way. Like, I don't know which of the couples besides Woody and Amani and Karen and Miles are genuine, like, like, buddies, like, after the show i mean i know season 10 well it was the oh my god i was about to say the failures got tattoos 
No, for was it Charlotte? <laughs> um, it was season ten. Those DC women, <laughs> but they all did. <laughs> they all did. But other than that, among the couples, I don't know that I know off offline or off air which couples are like besties or tight. You know. Which is interesting. It's a very unique life experience. You would think that yeah. if you live in the same city, you shot a whole TV show together, you would, I don't know, be cool. But, uh, you know, maybe everybody has their own friends. They don't need new ones. No new friends. <laughs> so, on Unfiltered, um, it was a virtual Unfiltered. I think Jamie's down in Florida. Um, and the rest of them are wherever they may be, Atlanta, L.A., wherever they shot this thing. Um, she, she can't hop on on a plane? I mean, it's a panini. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, on the internet, there's like this effort to call the pandemic everything but the pandemic. So I hear pandy, I hear panini. What else do you hear, Tane? Panoramic. <laughs> and it just sounds so much happier to say panini than pandemic. So <laughs> I say it all the time. Um, so it was virtual. Um, it was... Brianna, Paige, and Virginia. It was Virginia's first time on Unfiltered. She looked a little nervous. She Jamie, always looks nervous. <laughs> she does have a nervous little face. Like, yeah, she yeah. has a little bit of a... Yeah, you're right. Um, they talk about um, the age difference between Virginia and Eric. And she said that the she's dated older in the past, so the age gap isn't scary. But the difference in stages of life can be sometimes. Then they so roll... She's, oh, I'm sorry. Is she saying that she's dated older people, but they weren't at their where they should be in their stage of life, so that was okay? She meant more that they're in different stages of life. And when it gets to the discussion of children, um, she brings it up again in that they're on different timelines, and that's where the age gap comes into play. So um, they show Brianna and Vincent talking about having children, and she talks about how it's odd to talk, to talk about having kids with someone you just met. And she also said at this time, she'd not told him about, like, her fears about having kids. And some of her fears is that she has, like, she's genetically has, like, high blood pressure and high cholesterol, which also explains the pescatarianism. Like, very, like, she's obviously very focused on her health because she has these two genetic conditions. Um, So she's like, I want three or four kids, but I am, like, afraid of dealing with these health issues. So that was something new we learned about Brianna. Oh, that's interesting. They watched the guy friend conversation um, that Eric and Virginia had last week. And Paige says she also has a lot of guy friends. And they talk about trust. And then right before they go to commercial, Jamie says something about, you know, oh, and then the couples go on honeymoons, Vegas, Sin City. And then under her breath, but they made sure to put, um, what are those things called? Captions. Captions. Thank you. Paige said the devil was there. No. <laughs> Uh, who do you who do you think she was talking about? Um, I have I have no idea. None. <laughs> Elvis, fake Elvis. <laughs> so they talk about like having sex, and Jamie asks about sex, and so Brianna and Vin- Brianna talks about her and Vincent. She said she made the first move, um, and then Paige mentions that she one hundred percent thinks they should have waited on having sex. Okay, Paige and Chris should have waited. Okay. Yeah. Um, they show like the Paige and Chris go to dinner. Um, Virginia says, you know, actions speak louder than words in reference to all of the 
sweet talk that Chris had at that dinner. Uh, Jamie's like, Brianna, do you think that he's trying to sweet talk her? And Brianna's like, yes, he's trying to sweet talk her. He needs to. Uh, we watch Eric and Virginia make asses of themselves <laughs> at, the, at the showing up late and asking questions. Mm-hmm. Virginia says they had a prior engagement and that's why they were late. I was like, okay. On your honeymoon? I, I don't understand. Um, Producers got a prior engagement for you? The hell? I, I don't know. I'm like, did you have to shoot like interviews? What prior engage did was there something that sponsored that you did that they just didn't show? I don't know. Um, she said that they wanted them to feel supported and they didn't know what to say and they kept on saying the wrong things and weren't helping at all. So she acknowledged that they should have done that differently. Um, and Paige mentioned that she hadn't even asked him some of the things they were saying at this point. Um, that she didn't think their intentions were bad, but she could feel Chris's energy and it was a lot. The phrase a lot was used a lot of times in this unfiltered mm-hmm. episode by Paige, by Brianna, by Virginia. They just kept on saying it was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's Paige's phrase. Paige says a lot all the time. That and this too much. <laughs> uh, Jamie asked Paige what is keeping her in her marriage. And she said, Jesus. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> And that she is trying to show a lot of favor and grace because no one's perfect. And then this is where, and this will be a continuing theme throughout the episode that makes me want to punch someone. Jamie's all like, you showed far more grace than I ever could have or something like that. And it's just like, I'm, I, we will get into this, but I'm real tired of people saying that. And that was it for Unfiltered. <laughs> Well, it sounds like it wasn't like one of the less inspired episodes. Like it was, you know. It was. It was a good unfiltered. It was probably, yeah, it was a better one. Okay. All right. We have a lot to talk about this episode. So we're just going to go in. We're going to like the way it was set up for this episode. If you've watched the episode, it's going to make sense to you. But we're just going to talk about the meetup. And then we'll talk about the couples. And then we'll address the two big scenes at the end like you for those who don't watch and for those who watch you know that there was a fight and there was a bus ride and then there was a final dinner where the shit hit the fan we'll just save the best for last so i'll go in and start with the girls meet up because very early on the girls go to a bar where they get go to learn how to make cocktails they're all like having a good time so everyone's having a good time and then we start with clara who says almost everyone is having a good time except Paige, obviously. And then she said, if anyone was going to have a secret love child, it would be Chris. And I paused. I'm like, based on what? What? This, again, is a little bit of a theme because at this point, you have known this man for four days. Now, don't get me wrong. We all realize that he sucked. (laughs) Yeah. But... Why would you say if anyone was going to have a secret love child, it would be Chris? Where would that come from? I had a different view of that because my annoyance is with the editing of the show because the way it's been edited this season, there's a lot of off-camera things happening that they're just choosing not to show us. And I'm like, how are you picking and choosing what this is? Because I don't remember what it was, but last episode I had said something I think when you said they went out to dinner and I thought it was like they met at the airport because everyone already had 
someone said something else that was like sounded like a preconceived notion, but it seemed like they hung out and they saw stuff or whatever. So in my mind, it's either she's being prejudiced or, and I, I honestly, I don't think that of Clara, but they've right. been hanging out or they're, they're, there's been occasions where they hang out because even later in this episode, we see something where they're hanging out and we don't know until someone mentions it. So I think a lot is happening that they're choosing not to show us. Hmm. Okay. I, I think that's actually a better theory than Clara just being, <laughs> as, making assumptions. Making assumptions. Yeah. So Clara goes around and as they sit around uh, having appetizers and drinks, Clara asks to do a temperature check. Bree says that she's filling it. Their energies match. She says, but she sees where he's unstructured. So the way this works, it's the scenes are going back and forth between the guys um, and the girls, and they're matching up with you know their partners. So when she says, we see where he's unstructured, what's going on on the guy's side, Aid? So cut to Vinny, and he says, we're great, we're having a good time, the vibe is amazing, but she's bossy. And I can see that that is an issue there. But he also says it's a dream come true. What I like about this is they are on the same page. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're not living in alternate realities. This unstructured bossy thing, it's, they both see it. So Jacob says Vincent and Brie have a good dynamic. Um, they've been married less than a week, so it's a little too early for Jacob to feel that same, I guess, like thing with Haley. <laughs> Eric is drunk. <laughs> and they kind of lead into it, but we'll just start with it. Eric is slurring. He is like babbling. Um, but he, he once again gives us the, the roses view of his relationship. It's unreal. He can't even explain it. Then the editors help out by shoving in some awkward music in there. <laughs> He's like, this is why I did this. They found us for a reason. Ryan very like Ryan is a diplomat because in his interview, he's like, Eric is having fun on his honeymoon, but moderation is a good general rule of thumb. (laughs) Chris says he seems a little tipsy. Vince tells us he's chocolate wasted. (laughs) As he laughs so hard. (laughs) And then we come back to Eric saying we've had no issues. And then it goes over to the girls. I know. As Eric is saying that they've had no awkward moments, Virginia is saying, well, we've had a few issues, you know, me being younger, being semi-promiscuous, which I didn't like as a descriptor. I'm terrible. What does that mean? I am hoping he didn't say that. But anyways, and that he's conservative and she's pro-choice. And then she goes on again about how her sister is gay. And I, well, I, I'm not saying it that way. I'm just mean, like, she says it so much, like, uh, I don't the know. The way she said it, she is saying yeah. that he's not pro-choice and he's not pro-gay marriage. Oh. That, the, way, the way she said it, that's what we think, but she didn't actually say that. So I'm, like, scared to assume. Yeah, and I, and I didn't assume that because she's told him and he said it was fine. But it was just, to me, it was just, like, kind of weird. Like, why would she say, like, my sister is gay? And I'm very, I was like, but, yeah, it's very easy to assume that, you know, he's not of the same thought process. But, and he says, she says they have differences that they have to work through. And the biggest issue is that he doesn't believe that you can have 
guy friends um that it's either they're gay or they want to sleep with you then going back to my point of how there's just things happening that we don't know we suddenly see a flashback of her crying to clara and i do want to add that they were wearing masks and the only reason why i always bring up when they were wearing masks is that in the beginning we were ragging on them that you know they were not taking covid seriously so it's only fair that we point out that hey they're taking protocols and true to, it's true when we gave that update that the producer said whenever they weren't filming um or they were in like public spaces they were wearing their mask and so far it's proven to be true um so she's crying to clara and clara says the problem is they got along so well so quickly um to your point age remember when you said some couples um start out so fast and burn out quickly <laughs> and it's throwing her off, but they both have to compromise. And Virginia says, I'm not giving up my guy friends. <laughs> Honestly, if she wa- I don't know why she wanted to get married. Because if they're so important to you. Because as we go through the episodes, we're going to see how like really important you know, her friend group is to her. Clara says, no, 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 no. But maybe just for the first few months, you hang out in group settings and be open and be honest. And, you know, those are important. And then just tell him that you are also important to me. And on the guy side. We got back to drunken slurring Eric. So once now he's talking about he thought there were going to be some awkward moments. There was going to be some weird shit that was going to go down. (laughs) But at this point, it hasn't happened yet. That's a direct (laughs) contradiction to what we just saw. Um, (laughs) I love Jacob because he pipes in. There's too much kumbaya shit. (laughs) jake's like i want to talk about my problems damn it um jake is like she has all these friends there's a lot of facetiming i've got my own friends like is there going to be an expectation for me to partake in that and then we go back to the girls and Haley's talking and she's like well it's a lot for me again like aid said just like i'm unfiltered that was the word a lot or the phrase a lot was used for her because she's been single for so long and being with someone 24 7 is a lot but he's been respectful and the girls do um echo and say that he's really into her she doesn't disagree she just smiles and nods so clara says that she has no complaints that if they were gonna uh if she was gonna create a guy that you know they made him in a factory and then they have a lot in common and they see eye to eye and i'm like uh, uh, literally last week I was saying how all they do is highlight their differences. I don't know that they have a lot in common in see eye to eye. What do you think, Aid? I do think they do have a lot in common in see eye to eye. That's why I think we're being snow like bamboozled. Mm-hmm. I think they're only showing us the differences, but the differences are so important that Claire Clara is also like she's presenting too rosy of a picture. Yes, I I, I kind of think that she is. She is just a tad level below Eric. Not as bad as Eric, but yeah, she is. But again, editing, who knows? But she does tell them that she's waiting for the other shoe to drop. And they're, she's, he, she says that he's nev- her biggest concern is that he's never told anyone the L word, but he has been in multi-year relationships. And that is very concerning. I was thinking of the other half of these multi-year relationships. Who is in a multi-year relationship with someone who won't say I love you? I know. That's, uh, because that's they don't feel it. Say. Yeah, that was uh, a little strange. But yeah, on the guy side. 
Ryan says everything is great with Claire. I mean, they have so much to talk about. They have to catch themselves on time. He did say he's more of a reserved person. Then Eric starts with his interrupting. <laughs> I, I can't even remember what. Eric is like, oh, I think that's a good dynamic for you guys or something. I'm just like, Eric, why are you? I'm like, is it because you were drunk or is this your personality? It's really hard to tell. I think it's both. And then the drunkenness amplifies it. Oh. So then Chris asked about intimacy. I'm going to give, I mean, I feel like, yes, Chris talks about sex too much. We've known that from the beginning. But this is another one of those the producers told them that they needed to talk about this because, you know. So he's like, who wants to go first? I cannot say anything Eric says without putting in front of it that Eric was drunk. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So then he slurs on about how they could have, but they haven't, but we could, but we haven't yet. It's hard at times. We're on the same page. And I'm like, so much talking about sex that you haven't had yet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was basically like, I mean, he was telling the truth, but then you know that the adage where they say those who talk about it the most aren't really having any and the more qualifiers you need to describe something, it the worse it sounds. So just shut up, Eric. There's an awkward silence. Then Jacob said, everything's been natural so far. I won't get into that. This is the thing. When someone on the show said, I'm not going to talk about it, that means you smashed. Um, <laughs> cut, cut to the girls. Wait. Sorry, I'm still laughing because the look that Jake was giving Eric was like looking at him like this idiot. You look so stupid. (laughs) Yeah, but I I do think Jacob was being respectful. He says we're good and I'll let her talk about details. Um, On the girls part, Brie is the person who is the sex starter. And she says, I mean, they are. I think everybody already knew from their last dinner the night before. Um, Clara tells us that Ryan has asked her to keep it private and she will respect it, but they have a physical relationship and it's been good. And I'm like, yay, out the friend zone. So they look to Haley. Haley starts acting funny and then she spills to us in the confessional and she's like, yeah, we had sex. I'm not going to lie to you, Aid. My jaw dropped. Like my mouth actually opened. I was shocked. I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> I'm still shocked because I, I, okay, I'm shocked about so many different things and I have theories as to why this happened, but I think I'm shocked that Erica and Virginia appear to be the last people to have sex. I'm like, how is it that four of the five couples have already had sex? This is, the, this is unprecedented in the history of this show. <laughs> that is actually true. And their honeymoon, that is actually true. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. But she gives a caveat. She's like, oh, we've been drinking. And I was just like, why not? So, I mean, she did say that. She's been single for a long time. Mama was horny. So. I blame the pandemic for this. I think all (laughs) these people were locked up, not dating, not getting any. They're like, I'm unmarried at first sight. I'm madly or kind of attracted to you or really attracted to you. Let's just do it. I mean, Chris was getting his, so. (laughs) (laughs) um they turn to Paige, and Paige is hesitant and she starts saying anyone going through this will be done and all the girls couldn't help themselves everyone was like yup yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then she tells us it's a lot and her mindset is that she's married and it's not a situationship and she wants to honor that 
page. It is three days. I, I, I don't understand this. Get an annulment. Keep it moving. So Virginia asks if she thinks that he does too. Like, does he want to honor this also? And Paige says, well, I think say, I think that he has a lot going on. And I, I don't like these excuses. And he wants to stay while, she, while she's day by day. Virginia does say it's a lot, you know, to think of being a stepmom. Because it's not just the kid in the relationship, but it's also the baby mama. Virginia tells us that she's not a huge Chris fan. So she's concerned about Paige's situation. And she deserves better. Paige tells us that this is ground zero and the only way is caveat, hopefully, up. And Bree's face was killing me. Bree was stuck in a smile. She didn't say shit. Just rocking like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. <laughs> she didn't say nothing. All the girls were talking. Bree was like, I'm staying out of this one. So, yeah, that was it on the girl side. Then we cut to the guys and Chris, you know, saying nothing's changed since last night. We had a conversation. Even though you have a kid and you have the child's mother, your wife becomes before all of that. Why? I, I really don't you know. I don't know why. Um, Eric is like, is she okay with what's going on right now? Eric is so obnoxious. I cannot say it enough. Yeah. Chris says, we're working through it. And then Eric starts lecturing about stepping up and manning up. I know it's a lot for you, but, you know, that girl right there, she's here for you. If she's willing to do it, you better man up. What is this man talking about? Yeah. Yeah. It was, I don't know who died and made him <laughs> daddy to tell everybody what to do. I agree with Chris that it was disrespectful. Ah, this is, I mean, I agreed with Chris that what Eric said is disrespectful, but then Chris's explanation, I just confessed to her in front of the entire world that I have a kid <laughs> on the way. What about that? Is it manning up? What do you want, a cookie? <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> we can't use Chris's, Chris's level. Chris is, nah, she's not, she's not about it. <laughs> so that was it for the girls and guys meeting up. Yeah, it was. So it was fun just seeing them all hang out together. It was one of the funner meetups, I think, that didn't turn into a brouhaha from previous seasons. Because what comes to mind now is when they asked um, Brett to rate the marriage. And I'm just thinking how attention was. But anyways, we'll go into Haley and Jacob and go through their episode. They're having lunch. And as always, I'm just trying to see if Jacob is eating steak and eggs. I couldn't quite make it out, but I think it was eggs that I saw in there. So, okay, still steak and eggs. Haley is saying how it's a lot. Honestly, guys, don't play a drinking game with it's a lot. You're going to be slushed by the time we're done. To process being single, to married, but he's a good guy. So he asked her what she thinks about moving in together. And if he, she thinks it'll be a smooth transition... Again, she tells us she's been single for so long, so it'll be... I'm saying it this way because I'm sick of hearing it. We get it. So she says it'll be a huge adjustment having to um, live with someone or tell someone where she's going or check in. That it's been an adjustment this week and the and it's going to be an adjustment for the move because she's just not the clingy type. I don't know if that was shade to him, but he doesn't come off as clingy to me. He doesn't, but I think <laughs> I think we are learning that any sort of 
affection <laughs> yes is her she perceives that as clingy she perceives him as clingy maybe he's clingy but from us looking on the outside he doesn't seem clingy he just wants to have a normal relationship yeah i, I don't i don't necessarily think it's clingy but you know that thing where when you're not into someone everything is annoying but yes we get into that so he says that he has a hard time gauging the level of affection that she's comfortable with because she keeps her cards close to her chest hand-holding, and she seems reserved in that area, and has had to initiate it, which is fine to a degree, but he second-guesses if she likes him. And I feel for Jacob in this area, because, I mean, no one wants to second-guess if the person you're with likes you or not. Like, you're literally married to this person. So she says she knew coming into this, it'll be something that she'll have to work with, and she's trying to get there. He said things are going well, all things considered. Not sure how comfortable she is discussing these things. I feel like when he said that, the on-camera was silent. And that she's difficult to read and she needs to open up more and put her guard down. And ever since they had sex, she is not being receptive to him. And then I poured out some gin for my homie, Jacob. (laughs) If you have sex and all of a sudden she starts withdrawing, um, the writing is on the wall, buddy. I don't know what you're confused about, but um, not a good sign. Not a good sign. I'm guessing she did not enjoy the sex. Yes, yes. I'm like, what else are we supposed to assume? Because usually you have sex and then at least for a little while you feel closer. <laughs> so, um, you know, I always wonder this about maths is... When they have sex, they have sex. Sometimes some of these couples just seem like, okay, we had sex just to get it out the way. But then afterwards, is it just a one-time thing? Because, you know, usually what they ask them is, who has had sex? You say yes, but was it just that one time? Do they continue? I mean, I know I rag on them for asking those questions, but I think I realized, like, I want to (laughs) know. I mean, we do all want to know. I can only recall like Beth and Jamie really talking about their sex life after the first time they had sex, like the frequency, the basic Caucasian, mm-hmm. everybody else is either like we're having sex or we're not having sex or we've stopped <laughs> having sex after we started having sex. Yeah. I think Ryan and Jackie were open. Those are the ones with the, with the condom on the floor. They were having frequent sex. And then way back in uh, season one, Monet and Vaughn, they hated each other. Oh, but they didn't stop having sex. Sex was fantastic. So, <laughs> so. anyway, so Jacob asked Haley how she's feeling. This is much later. And she says, I don't know. He goes, okay, when you respond generally, I don't know how to react to that. He said when she pulled back, he gave her space. Then today she said something about something is missing. What is missing? I don't know. And it's awkward. He says he hasn't been able to do what's natural because her guard is up and she's not receptive. And I feel that Haley gaslit Jacob by saying, I think you thought when we got married, it'll be like, uh, like we've been married for a year. And my Jacob fires back and said, no. Pastor Cal, he's on my bad side right now, so, but Pastor Cal gave some advice, and he said, don't treat it like a first date, or else you end up friends and divorce. So I leaned in, and I treated it like a marriage. What'd you think, Aid? It always 
cracks me up when in the middle of the fight they start citing the experts. <laughs> I mean, like Henry last year when Dr. Pepper says I don't make eye contact. <laughs> um, but this was um you can just see two people who are like not on the same mindset. And yeah. I think he's being very open and very honest. Yes. And she is doing something else. Like, yeah. was the sex bad? Are you not into him after the sex? Are you just, like, one of those people who, like, goes into a shell for a bit before you can come back out again? This poor man is just, you've left him out to dry. Yeah. I, the thing is, well, speaking about the experts, I mean, I'm glad that someone remembered them since the show <laughs> doesn't seem to think that they need an expert because the way this dumpster fire of an episode happened, and again, I did not see a FaceTime call. I'm shooketh. But the other thing is, there's something you said when Chris and Paige had sex where you said, some couples say, no, let's wait, let's not have sex. Some couples know that something is off and they have sex to see if they can feel closer. I think that is what happened to Haley. I think Haley knew something was off. We could see from the beginning that she wasn't really into it. And she was like, you know what? Maybe I could take consolation in the fact that, you know, the sex would be good and that would give me more time. And it was a disappointment. And now she don't know how to act. Like, okay, I'm not feeling this guy and the dick is whack. What do I do? (laughs) Meanwhile, (laughs) he's like, we had sex. We're closer. Yeah. It's just they completely are seeing this situation so differently. It's so sad. It, re- it really is because they're one of those couples where it's like, just give it a chance. Because the thing about sex is, I mean, everybody thinks differently about it. But I think, like, if you're on the same page, you get the feelings and you get comfortable, it can get better. So she just needs to give it a chance. But I, I the, the, where I'm having to disconnect is earlier episodes, she was saying things like, oh, I'm just going to give it a chance. I'm going to give my all, the experts match for his reason. And now she seems to be in a space of, I don't even want to find out that reason. I'm out. And then you're just like, was the sex that bad? Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. It's like, wow, was it, or did an ex reach out to her? And she's I don't know. I don't know. But I'm, I'm also hoping like they're hyping this up and very soon we have some kind of conversation on the couch and we both decided to try and we had a good day and now we're in love. I don't know. But she says, <laughs> she says she feels like their conversation started to hit a wall, and that's when she started pulling back. But, A, it's Jacob. Jacob did not hit her walls. That's what it is. And she's not getting to know this person, and he still expects us to hold hands and show affection. Nothing about this sentence made any sense to me. It just really seemed like someone that was reaching. I don't know if you felt that way, but that's how I felt. Like, she's just reaching because Jacob was making very valid points for every conversation, and he was saying it very intelligently and expressing himself very well. Yeah. So It was a very confusing conversation. Like, I just, I have a lot more questions for Haley. I feel like Jacob is doing such a good job of expressing yeah. himself, and yeah. she is not. So yeah. I'm just like, what is, what are we missing? As yeah. he's, and then he's asking her directly, like, what is missing? She can't come up with, like, something that people can understand. Yeah, she's struggling. So she says that they're not getting to a deeper level. And he's like, I thought we were fine. She said something is not clicking. And it just became too much and something is missing. And Jacob is like, yeah, for me, the piece that's missing is you. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, 
his current formula as a path to success. And she goes, yeah. And she just looked very visibly uncomfortable. And she says again, this is too much for her. She's been single for a long time and independent. I did not think that Haley was going to be my Karen of the season. I just, I don't know how this passed me by, but it seems like she doesn't know what show she signed up for and it takes her a while. But you know, her brother did say that at the brunch. Come to think of it. She needs to like time away and then she'll come back. And that it takes her a while to warm up. So he needs to be patient. So anyway, she says she's annoyed. She's frustrated and he can't expect her to completely change in five days. And Jacob is telling us that she's shutting me out. You're shutting me out and it makes it worse. And she's like, well, I'll work on it. And we, from nowhere, we see um, Jacob tell us in the confessional that the night before Haley tells him that there's a girl's night and he's like, oh yeah, great. Go, go have fun and, you know, loosen up and all that. And he goes downstairs to get food and he sees all the husbands with their wives. And as soon as he turned the corner they didn't walk away in quote they bolted why would you run away (laughs) i'm not laughing because this is actually a very sad scenario like first of all the guys didn't even call him either i know how why would no one text him? like it just felt like the kid the odd kid that you know you're not welcoming and you just want to that made me so sad but you know what else was bizarre about that is that the implication was that after everything that we will talk about in this episode, Chris and Eric were at the bar with everybody together and peacefully. Well, you know, Mavs has a timing issue. Do we mm-hmm. think it was a day before or something? I don't know. That's you we know? never know. We never because there is no way in hell. Them two <laughs> were in the same. I don't even think the show's producers will allow that with alcohol too. No. So, well, Jacob tells us that she did not want me there, and she did not tell me that she didn't want me there, and that is just unacceptable to him. And he says, right. "You know what? She needs to change the playbook because with this playbook, we are destined for failure." It was mm-hmm. just sad. It was just sad, and that was it for. Haley and Jacob, what are you thinking? Everything was uh, not okay, but understandable in some way, shape, or form until that whole meeting up at the bar thing. That was actually insane because it involves, like, so many other people. Yeah, it does. I don't know. I feel like I have a curse. Everyone I'm giving my um, bouquet to sucks the next episode. Such is life. (laughs) (sighs) But yeah, I, I mean, I I, on, I can't believe how sad I am about the two of them. Yeah. Um, and I think Jacob is so genuinely, like, hurt. Yeah. It has to hurt. Because not only is his wife rejecting him, these group of dweebs are also treating him like <laughs> a leper. So, <laughs> you know. And he's a genuinely good guy. Like, he, he, doesn't have, he doesn't, like, stress in his life. He doesn't give a shit about the things he doesn't have to give a shit about. He just wants to be happy and eat his steak and eggs. <laughs> so I hope I this gets there. resolved in some way next week. Not necessarily Haley and Jacob, because you know that's gonna be dragged out for twelve more episodes. Yeah. But the actual like the actually the relationship between the guys and like the group, I hope that is resolved in some way next week. Yeah. They have a weird dynamic this season, the couples. They, they, oh they, yeah. There's a there's a weird dynamic. But 
We'll move on to Brie and Vince. I don't know if I should caveat this. I haven't said this because I'm a chicken. You know how everyone loves Brie? I don't not like her. I just don't love her as much as everyone does. That's neither here nor there. I just wanted to put that out there because I know that they're the darlings of this season, but I don't know. We'll see. Well, Vince's ring drops there in the bathroom and Brie asks if he was trying to take it off. And he's like, oh no, it's loose. He's trying to tell her something and she interrupts him to tell him to pass the bar of soap. He drops it as he's passing it to her and she's like, I don't want it anymore. Like open a new one. He opened a new one. She's like, oh, you still have to pick up the soap. It just becomes this whole thing. The only thing that happened was a bar of soap dropped, but it became this huge production. And the whole point was just to highlight that Brianna is bossy. Vince tells us that he's noticed a couple of things and that she's bossy. She makes him, you know, cleanse his face, but I don't think she did it like maliciously. It was just like a fun, you know, cleanse your face, does it your pores. And then she says, you have to put it in the garbage. And I can see how that would be irritating. Like, he's I not would a punch kid. someone. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> I would punch someone. It's actually one of my pet peeves is when people tell me to do things that I was already planning to do because I don't like yeah. to be told what to do. I'm, I'm really feeling for Vincent right now. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, I mean, I, I don't know. Well, it's not far-fetched to think like, oh, he might live it on the counter. But given the benefit of the doubt that he is going to put it in the garbage. And then she asks him, hmm, do you floss your teeth? And then he goes, of course. She goes, hmm. So Vince tells us that he's always been patient. And sometimes he's not. But he just has to listen, work on being patient and open-minded. But she also needs to be patient with him. Mm-hmm. They're in bed and she asks how he's feeling. He says, hmm, I think he's weighing. Do I say something? Do I not? He's like, I'm relaxed. And she goes, me too. What did you learn about me today? And has she annoyed him yet? Um, and she goes, be truthful, truthfully. And then he clears his throat like in a joking way. He's like, <clears throat> and she doesn't even let him answer. She just goes straight to, you don't pay attention. <laughs> and she has to get his attention. And he says, yeah, I just have a lot on my mind. And then he tells us that he takes his time with things and he doesn't like to be rushed and he doesn't care who you are. That's who he is. And I think this is one of my favorite things about Vince is he's very patient and caring, loving with um, Brianna, but that doesn't mean that he's a pushover. He's no, no chump. So then she says, can I tell you something? Um, You annoyed me today. And there was some bad editing because the next thing we see is her rolling her eyes and switching the light off. Did you catch that? Yeah, I didn't think that was bad editing, though. Um, I feel like there was a conversation that they just didn't put in. Because she did, She just went from, you annoyed me today, and then she didn't even say what it was and what happened. And next thing, she's turning off the light and rolling her eyes. Yeah, but then it goes into the next day. No, I know the next day that stuff happened. But I'm saying, like, they didn't fill in the in between, between the you annoyed me today and the rolling of the eyes. But, so, like, nothing happened. We see them at an indoor skydiving place, and I'm like, um, are they not going to talk about what happened or anything? Vince tells us that he's excited to take her, but last night, after the cameras left, they had a conversation about how he didn't like how she was being assertive, and he took it as disrespect, and he felt upset. So he hopes that this activity is a stress reliever, but otherwise everything has been great. Brie says Vince likes to impress her and she likes that because she's never dated anyone like that. 
the last guy she used to date used to push her away and wouldn't compliment her. Vin says that he likes that she can have... They're, they're, they're done with the indoor skydiving and they're talking outside. And Vin says he likes that, you know, she can have fun and ask what she thinks about him. She tells him that she's trying to figure him out, what he likes, what he dislikes. And they ran into that yesterday. And he asked if she was upset. She said a little bit. And then she brings up last night and tells us that she took that as him saying that she was rude and she's telling him that she doesn't try to be bossy, but obviously she is. She's nice to people and she's calm. So she doesn't want anyone to feel like she's bossing them around or being rude. And it only made her emotional because she doesn't want to come off that way, especially for her husband, but she needs to adjust. And I thought that was really cool. Like it's always good to take stock of, you know, who you are self-reflect and, you know, fix up where you need to. I perceived that, They started the conversation with the cameras, and I think Vincent refused to continue the conversation with the cameras. So that's why the cameras had to go, and then they had their real conversation about how she annoyed him and he annoyed her. Yeah, I can see that. I can see Vince just being, this doesn't need to be on camera, so it's not like, you know, I'm talking bad about my wife on camera or something like that. Yeah, I can see that. But I'm fascinated with this dynamic. Um, (laughs) Because I think, and this comes up, I think, with multiple of the couples this episode, of this idea that, like, you have to adjust yourself to be in a relationship with someone. Now, how much do you need to adjust yourself? Or is, are you just incompatible? And I think it's actually going to be really interesting because Brianna needs to chill out. And Vincent needs to hurry up. (laughs) They need to figure that out with one another. And it's, I... I wonder if they can do it. It's very up in the air. Yeah, they can. They can. Trust me. Like, I can identify with Brianna. Like, I'm ragging on her for being bossy or whatever, but I can identify with her in that area. But you really can. Like, they say practice makes perfect. And it's an adjustment. Like, okay, I'm not that I'm dogging Haley, but it's just that she said it a lot. Like, you know, when you're by yourself and you're independent and you've stayed by yourself for a while and you had your rules, you had how you are, and then all of a sudden somebody else comes into your life, you have to share your space, you have to be considerate of others. It's like a muscle, like somehow you figure it out. If you work out every day, at some point you get used to certain things and you get used to picking up more weight and more weight. The more they're around each other, the more you get to know something. And then the things that you actually think, at least maybe I'm speaking from personal experience, the things that I think like, oh, it's such a big deal. You wake up one day and was like, is this really the fight I want to have? No. <laughs> so I think they can. They absolutely do. It's just five days. They don't know each other. I mean, I think that saying when people say relationships are hard or it's work, that's the work. It's like, like you said, you're adjusting yourself, but to what degree? Because you don't want to lose yourself, but you also have to accommodate the other person. But I actually don't think they're two reasonable people that I think that they can make it work. They just need to get to know each other. So I, I mean, I have hope for them, but yeah. It's not like, to me, it's not a sure thing because I can clearly see that they they have work to do. Yeah. I think the thing with these couples too is if they have the patience to get through the hump because they're cramming what people are achieving like a year or a couple of years in weeks. So then they put that pressure on themselves subconsciously or consciously that, you know, we have to do this, we have to, but you don't know each other. You know, so we'll see. Because, yeah, you're right. At the end of the day, all of these couples are 50-50. 
it could go left real quick. But to finalize or to round up, Vince says he doesn't know if he could have made it. So, like, Seth told her about his gripe without her being upset. And she says she doesn't want him to hold back. And she appreciates her, him telling her. And they should just always consider each other each other's safe space, which was cute. And that was all I had for them. Cool. Okay, mm. so we move on to... Yeah, I can't call them. I was going to say drunkards, but if you haven't watched the episode, you're going to think that I'm being I said mean. drunk and drunker. Seriously, as you were thinking drunkards, I was thinking drunk and drunker. <laughs> but AKA Eric and Virginia. So the camera starts because the shady, shady producers pan to a bunch of alcohol bottles in their hotel room. <laughs> and not arranged nicely. You know, the seemly... Half bottle of liquor. Doesn't look like it's clean or in like a nice presentation. Just look at these alcoholics. Just alcohol. It's not even clean because Virginia starts with, oh my God, is this sticky? (laughs) So Eric is whining about how Virginia likes to drink more alcohol than he does and it's not him. Um, he looked really like sad. He just looked, he was sitting up there looking like so sad. Like, who am I even? And this is not him, and it's something uh, something he normally does, and he's worried about how she'll be, and he's very scared. He says they were so good. He tells her that they've been doing so well, but when it comes to the partying, there are things that are deal breakers. And she says, Well, we're gonna have to mesh lifestyles. And she loves her friend group. And they drink every Thursday, Friday, <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> and she would love for him to do that with her. And Aid, I think this is a ridiculous ask. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just... The two of them are both ridiculous. Eric, you are a grown-ass man. If you have drank too much, that is your own fault. Why are you blaming yeah. her? Yeah. This yeah, one like- with... I go to the bar, you know, I'm like, you go to the bar on Thursday? Yeah, but I can kind of see him trying to accommodate his new bride. We're in Vegas. It's her first time. Let's let loose. But he's just like, I can't do this all the time. It's like a realize, like, he's not perfect. (laughs) So it's just a realization, like, bruh, I'm old. And I can't do this all the time. And I can't keep up with you. Like, I tried. So this is why I never understand people who drink. Like, why can she not drink as much as she wants to drink and you be in her presence and drink as much as you want to drink? Why are you blaming her for the amount of drinking that you've done? Because you were trying to keep up. And it's one thing to be like, you know what? I was trying to keep up. I drank too much. But you are specifically blaming her. You know, until you said that, I did not actually think he was blaming her. I think he was just saying, like, I mean, the reason he did it was her. I mean, if he was with someone who didn't drink, he wouldn't necessarily do it. But we've had this conversation where we talked about how drinkers seem to be uncomfortable when non-drinkers don't drink and they don't like drinking alone. And he's trying to impress her and he thought maybe I could hang. But he's realizing that he can't. But I didn't necessarily think it was like a blame game (laughs) type of deal. I think he was just letting her know, listen, we're in Vegas. This was a one-time thing. We're not going to do this when we get home. So he says that 
she has to understand that she he can't do that Look, with my career and I can't lose that. But he wants her to be, you know, still included in his life. She explains that they got a little too drunk and she knows that it was him trying to be a part of her life. And she's worried because he rarely drinks and she's worried how it'll play out in Atlanta when they go back again. This is the silliest thing I've ever heard because <laughs> you would think this was like a trait. We're talking about drinking here. This it's is not a game. It's not <laughs> like you would think like, oh, I'm a, what's a good example? What is a trait that is like, oh, you know, I need some, okay. I'm religious and I need someone who believes in God. And I really, we are talking about beer, whiskey, something like this is so weird to me. So honestly, Tane, I'm still struck on we drink on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. <laughs> He's 26. I'm like, we went to the bar in college on Thursday because where I went to college, everybody would leave for the weekend. So our drinking party night was Thursday night. <laughs> Since being a working professional, you might go to happy hour on Thursday. Yeah. But I'm like, we go drinking. Th- the fact that your Friday and Saturday drinking is equivalent to your Thursday drinking. <laughs> My mind is blown. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not a core value. It's just drinking. But <laughs> I guess drinking is a core value to Virginia because she brings it up a lot. So to his credit, he does say, I'm not going to take that away from you. Like, you know, hanging with your friends and drinking. But she has to understand that she's married now and she's with him. And I don't think that's unreasonable. Like, I don't think he's telling her stop, but it's just like, now you have to adjust. But she tells him, she tells us, I am always going to be a drinker. I'm stubborn. I'm not going to respond well to it if he tries to take it away. I'm like, wow, like, you would think this was a, I don't know, a life support thing. I don't, (laughs) this was just weird to me. I'm still seeing this dynamic of him lecturing her like a child. You know, I think that's common with couples who have a large age difference. I've seen that. It's not conscious. It really isn't. But it's just, it comes with the territory, I think. Because I mean, like, you're both on the same page about it, I guess. But to me, I'm just like, I'm not sure Virginia's on that page. Like, is Virginia looking, well, we'll find out. But is Virginia looking for someone to just like, I, I just can't imagine being lectured that way by a partner. Like, you are married now. You are not single. You are me. Like, oh my God. (laughs) Well, like I told you, that was a red flag for me last. I think that he's controlling, actually. I think he's insecure and I think he's controlling, but that's just me. So we will go into detail about the huge fight and the huge brouhaha later. But afterwards, they're in their room talking about being ready to go home. They talk about their dogs and, you know, Eric is still, you know, Eric is a little try hard when it comes to Virginia, but I can't fault him for that. I mean, everyone should be a try hard for their partner, but he says like, you know, I can hang out with them. And he says, the dog is like me. I'm chill. Would we describe Eric as chill? Not for one second. Okay. I thought I was the only one. I'm like, "Mm, who are we talking about Ryan? But okay. And she says, well, my dog is like me. She's exactly like I am. They order food. And then they talk about how they hate people being mad at them. And she says she doesn't give a crap. And in the next breath saying, like, you know, I'm still uncomfortable, you know, with how the situation and how we played out. 
She doesn't necessarily want to mend it with Chris. And then she tells us that she and Eric can't keep glossing over their differences. And By focusing on other people. Hmm. Yes. Oh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that yeah. is true. So it's like a deflection. <laughs> Virginia's pretty... Virginia's more aware than Eric is. <laughs> Yes, I, I would say that. Because she asked very insightful questions. <sighs> There's something that Virginia said that's going to become very relevant when we get into the big fight. Um, Eric says, I keep trying. You keep getting on his last freaking nerve, him being Chris. But he's trying to find a release of some sort. And he was taking it out on us. I was like, no, you guys are annoying. Yeah. <laughs> and then Virginia says... She doesn't care about Chris. She cares about Paige. But yeah. I haven't really talked to her much. Yeah. Ah! Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're going to talk about that fight. I have thoughts. I know, but, like, yeah. This is where it yeah. gets hard. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, like, I have thoughts in terms of, like, I don't know where the masses stand on it. I haven't really skimmed or whatever. I want to think, like, you know, the thoughts that we or I have is going to be popular, but you never know. But, yeah. I don't care if they're popular or not. I still got them. Um, (laughs) So, any more for those two? No. That's all I got for them. So, let's roll into Ryan and Clara. They um, are having breakfast. Because of you, I was all looking like, what are they having for breakfast? (laughs) They said they had fun last night with the other couples. Ryan talks about how he eats the same thing for breakfast every day. So do I, by the way. Yogurt and granola every single day. Really? Um, well, at least Monday through Friday. Sometimes Saturday, oh, Sunday, I mix it up. But That's interesting. It, 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 I totally understand it. It's just, it's so nice to have something just the same every day. <laughs> um, and Claire, Claire says it's just like her dad. And they talk about how they've been asking each other questions and like looking for unique connections. And Ryan asked Clara her favorite high school memory. And she said she was in the show choir and she lived for performance and she soloed in every show she was in and she loved being the center of attention on stage. Shocker. <laughs> and he said he was the class clown his senior year. Then they I'm asked sorry. about... What? I'm sorry. That that threw me off. Like, completely. Like, Ryan, the class clown, I cannot visually see that in my head. I think I can. But I could also see how maturity... Could, you know, I, when I when you think about who you were in high school, it was a whole different person. So I could I could see him being a class clown. Okay. He's very sociable. Even though he's quiet, he's sociable. Yeah. Um, I love their next thing when they're talking about AIM screen names because immediately I thought of mine. And she said, that, you know, I had my MySpace page, and you publicly ranked your friends. That was funny. And then he asked her, did you date a certain type of person? And she said, guys who didn't like me as much as I liked them. (laughs) Am I the only one who thought he was asking if she dated black guys? (laughs) I wondered that too. But I was also like, I I, I mean, if you want to know, I mean, the way we are, we would just ask. I wouldn't beat around the bush with it. Like, have you dated a black guy before? That's that's how you should do it. But not on maths. They're not going to allow that. They'll say, okay, and cut. Let's try it again. (laughs) (sighs) Um, and then she goes into her dating history and in college it was frat boys then I was like which ones the white ones or the black ones (laughs) (laughs) 
Like, when did you get into the stage of ethnically ambiguous? Is that what she said? No, average, <laughs> average ethnicity. <laughs> oh, then she's like, I started flying and it was all across the board. Then she had her ex who she dated for three years. Then lots of bad first dates. And then we got, you know, we haven't gotten as many of these stand-ups. I got married at first sight because, is, is it me or this was like not as much as before? Oh my God, it was a lot. Maybe I've tuned it out because I was like, yeah, oh, this I think is the you first time I've heard this one in a while. Oh, you lucky dog. It was a <laughs> lot because I'm just like, every second, I got married at first sight because I wanted to, I'm like, oh my God. Another drinking game, guys. <laughs> She said she couldn't have asked for a better match. She feels blessed to have Ryan by her side. Interesting word choice, blessed. Ha <laughs> um, I fall in love all the time, she says. She's a bit of an L word gal. And that's when Ryan breaks the news to her that he's never been in love with someone. He said it gets thrown around really loosely sometimes. Like, you've been in multi-year relationships. What do you mean thrown around really loosely? He's always thought that it should be a really unique verb. And Clara, I just, I love her for her plain spokenness sometimes. She's like, not a good combination, the girl who's always in love and the guy who's never said he's loved anyone. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't miss words. I still like her. Oh, I still like them. Uh, I like them well enough. They're not my favorites. Um, <laughs> uh, so there's the incident. And then they um, have a little Clara and Ryan discussion after that. And she says, you know, I didn't sign up to be in anybody's business. I'm over it. He says he's over people acting like children. And Clara says she's grateful that he's normal and that they can be drama free. And my friends think I'm dramatic, but I don't hold a candle to them. <laughs> and then Ryan, I'm like, have you been taking pages out of Eric's book? Because now it's time for Ryan to lecture. I you can't control things. I get upset when people don't behave. Uh, that was rough. Ryan says, I'm not going to say that I don't have thoughts and emotions, but you have to be able to control the things that come out of your mouth. But you know what's interesting? This was like, the way it was edited, it was if Ryan was like lecturing her yeah. about the specific situation. But I don't think he was. I think they did some Franken-cutting here. Um, I agree. They might have. Um, When you go, but it's just, it's hard or tough because of what Clara tells us afterwards. Yeah, that she thinks that he can be a little bit controlling and that he wants her to keep her mouth shut more than she's used to. Yeah. It's tough. I don't know what to think about this because I don't know the right way to say it. I feel like he was a little... To your point, they might have done that, but I feel like he was a, he could have been a little more warm about it because I get his point. But at the same time, I do think that Ryan is very image conscious. Like, he cares a lot about what other people think. Do you get that impression, too? I see what you're saying. So it's more like, basically, all I heard was, girl, you can do whatever you want behind closed doors, but outside, don't embarrass me. <laughs> That's what I heard. But, you know, I thought it was similar in a way to the Brianna and Vincent thing, because maybe Clara could stand to... Be more careful with her words. Uh, no, he's absolutely right. I don't think the delivery was the best. But again, they don't know each other. But mm -hmm. at the same time, I don't know. Be I think if he was someone that was like, oh, I don't care. I got your back. Like, even when we get into the fight, the way he acted, 
I can tell the kind of person Ryan is. He's a he's a Switzerland kind of guy. And he's just like, <laughs> don't put me in the situation. Like, I'm not gonna defend you. Like, you act a fool. I'm a you, you live know. with the consequences. You live with the consequences. <laughs> so I'm just telling you right now. So that's what makes it a little, you know. Like, just accept the girl the way she is and tell her in a kind way, like, hey, you know, sometimes, no, you have thoughts, like, and I absolutely agree with you, but sometimes, you know, we don't have to speak about it all the time. Like, you know, like, Brie knows that. Brie thinks Paige is being a damn fool, but all she does is smile. That's all. Like, nobody cares. Like, none of these girls can say that they care more for Paige than Brie. I have no facts. This is my opinion. But she's also the one that's talking the least. So, you know, it's etiquette, really. It was fascinating. That's why I was so interested in this episode because, yeah, you have to change to be in a relationship. But it's yeah. like, is Ryan asking Clara too much? I don't know. I think we're gonna find out. But it's an interesting question. Yeah, I don't. I I, I don't think he is. I just think the delivery was wrong. I think the delivery was wrong because when we get into it, we'll see. I, I can see where he's coming from. But yeah. But yeah. So, anything else for those two? Oh, the only, like, off-random thing was when they were packing to leave and these shady, shady cameras went into zoom in on Clara. Well, maybe they didn't zoom in, but I caught it on Clara's suitcase. There was Gas X <laughs> in there. But uh, we did have a listener who sent it to us, but we had actually, like, seen it when we watched it, and I thought that was funny that they made sure to put it in. I missed it completely. <laughs> I think it's funny. They blur so many things. I'm shocked they didn't blur that, too. I know, and then I kept thinking of Ryan. I'm like, was she yelling? Was she talking? Was she farting? That's a lot <laughs> in your sleeping experience. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, that's all I got. I'm got. I'm glad they're in a good place. I'm super glad that they're having sex because I was scared that they were in the friend zone. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And now we move on to the page and Chris. Oh, <clears throat> I'm gonna try to stay somewhat positive in this retelling. <laughs> so we start with Paige and Chris in bed and they're having a deep conversation and he commends her on how she's handling everything it's not going unnoticed I'm like is this an employee evaluation is this your mid-year yeah it is he <laughs> wants props he wants props for her to notice that he's noticing child he's like I'm glad Paige decided to stick things out with me you know, your wife comes before everybody. Her needs and her feelings come before everything else. And Paige is like, when we get back to Atlanta, things will be different. It'll be the real world. And Chris asks her, do you look forward to it? <clears throat> okay. Then they start talking about her dog. Her dog is named Bentley. And she's like so excited. You know, it's so funny to me as a person who cannot stand animals. <laughs> Like, to literally see someone light up when they talk about their animal is cute, but weird. <laughs> I'm like, I think I've seen people light up like that when they talk about their child. So it's strange to me when they do it about their dog. But Paige lights up. She's like, I'm excited. And you, she asks Chris if he's excited. And he says, no, yes. But she says, are you really excited? Because that's my baby. And then they start talking about the dog sleeping on the bed. And she's asking, are you being comfortable taking him out? And he said, you can take care of it and I'll play with it. And then somehow this turn cuts to Paige going and talking in an interview about how Chris just said he would coexist with the dog and she's willing to be a bonus parent. And he's acting like he won't go out of her way for her dog. 
Like, this is marriage, not a random fling or hookup. And now she's like, oh, you're making me nervous about even wanting to bring him. I don't want it to be a problem. And then he said, as long as he doesn't bite my shoes, we're okay. And she's like, no, my dog doesn't do that. And he's like, I'm going to take your word on it. Me and my shoes. I was like, this is actually a little bit funny, but Paige ain't laughing. Listen, (laughs) I'm friends with dog owners. And dog owners, like you said, they don't play with their dogs. So even I, as someone who's not like a dog lover, I knew he fucked up. Like, I'm like, don't do that. But when she said, as long as it doesn't bite me, I'm like, you fuck. Like, I think she's right. I'm willing to step in here. You dropped a surprise, you know, child on me. And I'm willing to step in as a stepmom. And the dog is like her baby. And you're acting like, oh, I'm not doing this. I'm going to do. You think you have a choice, sir? I hope the dog bites him. Silly guy. And then they, he asked her, like, what are you going to bring to the apartment? And she's like, I'm going to bring the wedding gifts that people gave, clothes. And he jumps in with, we should split the cash 50-50. Now, do you remember season two, Ryan and, what was her name? Jacqueline. It was the other Ryan. Uh, oh, no, I don't remember her name. I thought it was a Jade, too. I think it was a J2. Jennifer? I I could not remember this girl's name. But they had a knockdown drag out over wedding money. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. when, I, when Lifetime posted that thing on their Instagram, I was like, this is just like Ryan and that girl arguing over the wedding money. <laughs> <laughs> and that didn't that didn't end well. That ended that with was... restraining orders, people. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica. Thank you. Oh, good job. Um so they back to Paige and Chris. They they continue on. She goes, I think you're forgetting you're married. There's no splitting anything. And then they start talking. Oh, look, they start talking about a joint account. And she's like, a joint account is necessary for the bills. She's like, <laughs> I make one third of what you do. And he goes, No, one fourth. Not to believe this. I don't believe it for one second. Paige is a professional. I'm pretty sure she has a decent salary. I don't think Chris really makes all the money that he says he makes. No, he doesn't. He's been dating chicken heads and doesn't think that they're after his money. Now he's with a professional and he's threatened that he feels he needs to correct her that it's one fourth. What? It's not one fourth. No, it's not. It's not. And she's like, well, my little quarter will have to contribute something. And then Chris is like, I don't believe in joint accounts. I think it's best to separate the two. Like, whatever you need. I think what really bothered me about this is if ever there were two people who should not even be talking about joint accounts because you're not even there yet, it is these two. Why is this even coming up? Because they took a vow and they're married and it's not a situationship, I guess. So he says, I didn't get married at, she says, I didn't get married at first sight for my money. I feel like he's one-minded and it comes across as a little selfish. She's just catching on now. what a terrible no at this point honestly Chris doesn't have a small red flag at this point he has the cape that they use for the bulls in Spain (laughs) and I don't understand (laughs) I don't understand what truly is going on through Paige's mind and this is why again I'm not ragging on Christianity but this is why people sometimes have a view about religion because this is crazy to me 
I, as much as Paige talks about religion and he talks about religion, and I think blaming it all on religion is not quite correct. I think there's more dynamics going on here. Chris is doing a lot of sweet talking and he's telling Paige a lot of things that she wants to hear. And that pull is really hard for her to get away from. But a lot of the reasons that she gives always end up being faith-based. And even I get offended. Like, I don't think God wants to be put in this mess. (laughs) I don't think he does either. But I think, I think religion's playing a big role. But I also think there's just regular old, um, trauma abusive dynamics <laughs> yes yes i can agree in play too. and i yes and i think she also has some trauma that causes her to continue this because i will never forget when she said because Paige is what 26 right yeah she's young yeah she's 26 and she's oh she is the same age as virginia and she tells us that her ex had a kid and she actually took care of the kid and lived with the kid so there is something about Paige where she's very accommodating for lack of a better word so there's something there because when you're 26 you probably actually shouldn't be dating people with kids well i (laughs) was when i was younger i had a mentor who was much older than me and he i you know i was young and i was like oh i don't really want to date anybody with kids and he goes Eventually, you will reach an age where you will either date people with kids or you will date the people who no one wanted to have kids with. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I I don't know. I'm at the age now where no one wanted to have kids. I'm like, thank you, mentor, for letting me know. (laughs) Yeah, I just, 26 is just young to already have played stepmom because the thing is, when she did it, she was younger than 26. So, you know. Anyway, so in continuing with this just vacation from hell, these these two, uh, Chris and Paige, go with Clara and Ryan and Eric and Virginia to go ATVing. Ooh. Honestly, it looked like a lot of fun. I'm like, I want to go ride, a, like drive ATVs. And I noticed that all of the guys were the ones who got to drive. I'm like, I want to drive. Maybe the girls got to drive on the way down. I don't know. Well, if Corona ever ends, there's a nice ATV place in the area that I'd actually checked out and got the price and all that, but, you know. Let me know. I want to go. Okay. Um, so they they get there. We kind of see them, like, chit-chat or whatever, but then the, the piece de resistance is Clara, Chris, and Virginia stand around and talk to each other. Chris's body language is not facing towards them. <laughs> It's like he was dragged to this conversation. He didn't want to be there. And Clara pipes in and says that her main concern is Paige. This woman that she knew two weeks ago and the woman that she knows now are very different people. And Virginia and Clara tell Chris she seems miserable. (laughs) Chris pipes in with these these compliments. Oh, she's handled it very well. And Virginia is all like, well, all four of us would have been out. (laughs) We would have left. From our point of view, we just want to have her back. You know, the whole time we've been in Vegas, both of y'all are kind of closed off. And Chris is like, you know, we're doing good, you know, for everything that's been presented to us this week. I'm like, presented to you. Agency. You slept with someone. You got someone pregnant. You came and got married. These are active things that you did, not things that happened to you. 
<laughs> and he says, no one on here can, can relate to the situation. And he said to Virginia, I don't appreciate the freight concern from you or your husband. <laughs> uh, Virginia says, I'm not concerned about you. I'm concerned for Paige. Okay, if you're concerned for Paige, then why are you talking to Chris? Yeah, that is very, 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 very true. I just, yeah, I'll just let you be until we talk about it. I'll, I'll, I'll say what I think. Clara says, do you have a plan for how you're going to handle this marriage? Virginia pipes in, if you are my husband and you weren't going above and beyond to fix this situation, it, it, and I, like, what? And he's like, my, you know, I've already gone above and beyond. And he, his above and beyond was telling her that he was having a kid. <laughs> and Virginia's like, that's going above and beyond in a relationship? And Clara's like, I'm here for Paige. And then Chris brings up, you know, Virginia making that joke, that ridiculous joke you told the other day. Chris is still upset about it. Virginia's yeah. like, I apologized. And Chris says, I don't owe her an explanation. And then they start talking about he's arrogant. And she's like, you are arrogant. And, and Chris is like, and you're a drunkard. <laughs> she, had, she, she had a fire comeback, though. <laughs> She's like, so what if I am, basically? She's like, okay, I'm not going to lie. I can drink. <laughs> Chris is like, we're concerned about you and your husband walking through the casino. <laughs> walking through the casino drunk. Y'all need to be worried about your own shit. Clara, in an interview, is like, she poked an angry man, and she made a mistake by poking at an angry man. She means Virginia, by the way. Yes, yes, she means Virginia. Yeah, she, I, I think Clara had insight into that. She's like, Virginia has been more outspoken. She poked an angry man who has an attitude problem. And why would you put yourself in that situation to make an angry man angrier? <laughs> Facts. Like, at least you need to know, again, social eti etiquette is currency that they cannot teach you. You just have to learn it or something. But at some point, they should have, just let it be. It's very interesting because this was the point where the flip happened, I think, for me. Honestly, throughout this conversation, I was like, not on, I guess I wasn't on anybody's side. I'm like, Chris sucks, we all know. Clara and Virginia, wh why are you all up in there? Like, why are you having this conversation with Chris? Yeah. I don't think it was in their place to do it. And especially because after they had it, Chris and Paige said, we've told you what will help they said we're here for anything you need let us know what you need and he said what will help us the best is to respect our privacy and let it be and you brought up a very good point if you are so concerned about Paige, have that conversation there was none of this well there kind of was when they had the girls meet up and Paige told you what she said it's vile she wants to see you through and leave it at that like what are you what do you think you're going to achieve it's not like it's day 74 of the experiment. It is fucking day five. And then Eric decides to white knight in there when it gets a little tense because he has to protect his woman from Chris. And the conversation just kind of ends. But then they go over to Paige. This is what really pissed me off, actually. Clara starts crying. <laughs> I was so mad. You people, the two of you went to Chris to start this. 
And now you have come to cry to Paige, the person who you're supposed to be helping. Oh, when I get angry, I cry. I was so mad. It's so unhelpful. So then they go, oh, we're just trying to help you out. You know, we're here for you, whatever you need. Then I was mad at Chris because he swoops in. Y'all are talking to my wife right now. Y'all need to go about your own shit. Who is it? And Paige is in tears, by the way, guys. It's just heartbreaking. What, what are any, there's, there's five people there, and each one of them are completely worthless for Paige. Worthless. <laughs> and then Paige makes me upset because she apologizes for Chris's behavior. Again. Oh, uh, so then yeah. the, uh, we're just trying to look out for you. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, Chris told them to mind their business. He said, you don't talk about your marriage to strangers. Red flag. You do talk about your marriage to your friends. There, and <laughs> friend is a loose term for this lot, but he should not be stopping her from talking to anybody she wants to about this situation. But, you know, that's what I mean by abusive dynamics, because it's abusive when someone says, I don't want you talking to anybody about our relationship. Yeah. So Chris, in the interview, he says, oh, they think we're fine now, but we're about to get on this bus, and I'm going to make their life a living hell on this bus. <laughs> like, they've been disrespectful all week, and they think they're going to have a nice bus ride? Hell no. <laughs> so he just gets on the bus, and this is the other thing. It's not fun to be in an enclosed space with someone who's yelling at you. Yeah. But your best course of action is actually to just shut up. Yeah. But Virginia can't do that. I'm, it's so different to watch a fight and just be like, none of y'all are right. It's just a matter of figuring out who is more wrong. And I'm not sure I can make it, have an opinion on who is more wrong. But I do know none of y'all are right. Yeah. So, you know, they're yelling and screaming. Chris yelling. Virginia yelling. Eric, you know, yelling to Chris to stop yelling at Virginia. <laughs> Paige is yelling too. Paige is trying to calm Chris down. It it did look like a bus ride from hell. And in all of that, Brian was chilling. (laughs) He didn't say shit squat. He didn't say nothing. He didn't say guys. He just sat there with his mask. And that's it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I, I, I think my thoughts about this is like, First of all, the girls went about it all wrong. I mean, we've talked about it in general, but I just thought it was none of your business. You should just let it be. Chris is, he's going through things. I'm not saying he's right, but he's going through things. Paige has chosen to stay with him. What else? Like, okay, here's my question. What did they want the outcome of their conversation to be? And I don't think that Chris is entirely wrong with the fact that it's fake. I think it is very fake, especially from Virginia. Yeah. Yeah, I think Clara at some point has some kind of, you know, because at some point, because she didn't come, she didn't come to Chris crazy. She actually was talking calm. Virginia was the one who got all wild and was like, oh, you think that's above and beyond? If you're my man, you put me in this situation. Why would you, what are you coming hot for? Like, what, who are you? But at the same time, no man should ever come at a woman the way Chris did. Chris was being, like, very threatening. I don't think he was being threatening. I think just because someone is angry at you and raising their voice, that... I wouldn't call that threatening. Wait, if someone's angry... He was walking towards 
Because at that point where Eric was saying, calm down, he flipped his hand. He said, don't touch me, bro. And then he started moving forward. Like, I feel like, you know, if I'm in that space, like with a man and you're yelling at me and you're angry, because at some point he was also pacing. I feel like I would feel uncomfortable. I don't know if uncomfortable is the same thing as threatening, but I would feel like uncomfortable. So that's where I feel like don't talk to a woman like that. I, I see what you're saying. But I think I'm also on team like don't start none, won't be none. Who started this? <laughs> Who started this? Yeah, you're right. If, you're right. You're right. You're if right. If you don't like, want someone yelling at you, don't yell at them. If you don't want someone getting upset with you, start bringing up things that they told you to start bringing up. Like, just shut your mouth. Like, okay, I'm not saying that it's even right for the yelling, but I would have been better if he was yelling from six feet apart. So the thing with Chris <laughs> is when he starts yelling, he starts coming forward. He's not going to do anything. So maybe threatening is the wrong word because I don't actually feel he's going to do something. But I think that's easy for me to say watching on a screen. I don't know if, if I'm in the same place as a guy and, you know, you get up or you start coming forward, you'd feel the same way. But that's the thing. He just starts, you know, pacing and he's reacting and he's upset. So that's why I feel like, you know, uncomfortable maybe is a better word, not um, threatening. Because I don't personally think that He's, he was going to do anything. No, not not in the very least. But yes, Virginia started some shit. Mm. Anyway, okay. So that was the, that was their fun excursion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I, I, I bet they thought they were just going to ride ATVs. So. All right. So then they have a final dinner, the last dinner of the honeymoon before they head on home. They each walk in, everyone looking pretty. I should say that Paige looked gorgeous. She did. She did. That dress was fire. Yellow always looks good on black women. Oh, I yes. Think. I think so, yeah. So Clara's, you know, all calm. I feel like Ryan must have given her a lecture. I'm just kidding. Maybe he just spoke to her. But she says there was a lot of unnecessary drama and she's hoping they make it through and go home. That she needs to go home and focus on her marriage. And the and I'm watching the whole thing and the couples that weren't there seem oblivious. Like they have no idea what happened. But I don't know if someone texted if there's a group chat and everyone has to <laughs> up, update it. But um, Paige gives a speech saying she wants to thank them for being open and honest. Honestly, I thought this was very cringy, but okay. And she wants to acknowledge that they were selected for a reason. They all have strong personalities and she appreciates them all. Paige tells us um, there were strong emotions and she prays that they can have reconciliation because she doesn't want that to be the framework of Chris and Paige. She's like, it, people thinking that, you know, every time Kristen Page come, there's always drama. It's not who we are. What is the problem with self-awareness this season? There because I think Paige drama. is thinking that's not who I am because that's not who Paige is. But this man who you have made vows to, <laughs> every, he is drama. He's he's walking drama. He, walking he's... every single scene from the wedding to the thing. Uh, and then do you know, um, Ada was thinking, like, in this whole thing about everyone defending her, they don't know that he said he doesn't find her attractive, right? Uh, I don't know if they know. Well, we haven't been shown. Yeah, I mean, I think the idea is that we don't, we, like, I would say we don't think, we are not supposed to know if they know or they don't know, but we can assume they don't know because we haven't seen any evidence of it. 
Yeah, because no one's ever said anything. So I'm like, they're just still pissed at him for having a baby. And I'm like, but wait, there's more. <laughs> you don't even know. But Paige says, like, you know, perception is reality. And <laughs> we've been dealt some difficult hands, but we'll see that through. Gosh. So Chris, you know, pipes up. He's like, he was frustrated and he because he kept asking for privacy, which is true. And he called his grandmother to pray for him. And she goes, why are you calling me? You're married now. And so he asked Paige to pray for him. And then we see all of 32 of Paige's teeth because she's cheesing so hard. And this is enough for her to melt. Like she's visibly melting for him because like, it's like she has buzzwords that make her happy. Like you're, you come before my child man of God, pray for me. And then everything just magically disappears. Anyways, he claims that her prayer calmed him down completely and it broke down his emotional wall and he owes her this and he publicly apologizes to her for the hell that he put her through. He appreciates her being gracious, a woman of God. He owes her everything and he'll work towards being a better spouse because he's been distant. This man has words. He put yes. on a beautiful show for a everyone else. That whole thing had nothing to do with Paige. That was about uh, look at me giving yeah. Paige the honor she's due because I am not a terrible person. Oh, but you are. <laughs> you absolutely yeah. are. And just like the rest of us at home, Jacob is not about that life. <laughs> Jacob is just smirking there. Like, are we done yet? Like, he's like, I can't read Chris. I mean, the food should be here soon because I'm hungry. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but ultimately, I don't give a shit. I love Jacob in that moment. Applause, applause, applause. applause because this man... <laughs> He's like, where is my food? Now that you have done talking, where my food? <laughs> and then Chris apologizes to Ryan and Clara, saying like it felt like an outsider intruding in when you have no relationship. And listen, I agree with Chris and all of this because, you know, they deserve better. Clara apologizes for, you know, being disrespectful and she agrees that it wasn't handled well. So in my mind, I'm all like, oh, is Chris throwing shade? Like he's only apologizing to Ryan and Clara. He didn't apologize to Virginia and Eric. And then they roll in into the room. I swear to God, I did not know they were not there. That's so funny because this time, because of last time, I was paying attention and I knew that they were not there. <laughs> I did not pay attention. I had no idea. And then they wrote it like, hi, y'all. I'm like, oh, my God, they're late again. again. And of course, they roll in and this is the death knell. And this is what propels everything because they don't read the room. Virginia just going like, oh, yeah, I had a long day and I needed a shot. And then Eric starts rambling. Like, we need to talk. We need, he, I don't even know if he said hi to everyone. He just went straight for Chris. And he's talking about boundaries. And you can't talk to my wife like that. And then Ryan, okay, you know, I take back what I said about Ryan. Because Ryan uh -huh. did. <laughs> I knew you were going to. Uh, I just thought about that. <laughs> Ryan did step in. And then he stops them. And he tells them, like, listen, like, we just had a conversation. And we just squashed it. Everything's trying to move. Like, I don't want you guys to come in. And just disrupt and then, you know, start from the beginning. But, you know, Eric and Virginia do trigger Chris. 
I think Chris sees them as very fake. I think Chris feels very defensive around them. So you could literally see his claws just go up. Like, he just tense up. Like, what shit am I going to have to deal with right now? Chris has time today. Because he says, oh, no, 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 Eric. Please, finish. <laughs> like, talk. And the funny part is, as Eric is talking, I see fear. Even at the ATV place, Eric was scared. But Eric feels he has to show, like he has to be a showman. He has to defend Virginia and defend her honor. So he, and that's why he's rambling and talking so fast. Because <laughs> <laughs> like... if they're in a fight, Chris is knocking Eric out in one second. <laughs> so I was annoyed because I was like, Eric's like, you were borderline scaring people, and I'm like, your wife wasn't so scared that like she continued to run her mouth. So I don't think she was that scared. She came and sat down here talking about Paige. Do you want a shot? Don't start that well, be done. Yes, this is very true. And then going back to what you said, you know what? I actually do take back. Like, I didn't necessarily mean threatening because there's a history of when people use, you know, threatening, scary for a black man. Um so there's a history of that, and it comes up that way. So that was why earlier I put in the caveat that I don't necessarily think that he was going to do anything. You know, but Eric's saying, like, you were scaring people. I know they don't know each other, but I I don't know. It rubbed me the wrong way when Eric said it, that's all, because I just feel Eric was scrambling at this moment. What did you think? I think there's always going to be, like, there are dynamics when you have two white women arguing with a black man. Yeah. And everybody in this situation should be very conscious of them, but they weren't on either side. Yeah. So Virginia, again, she, um, yes. So Ryan stops them, and then Chris says, go ahead. Eric says, you were borderline scaring people, and I didn't know if you were going to snap. Chris stated again that he was tired, and he was fed up of people, you know, inter- intruding in their marriage, and then he starts, you know, getting louder and getting more agitated. And then he, Virginia goes to him. Well, he starts standing up. And that's what I mean by. Oh, oh, oh okay. wait, wait, wait. I actually watched this twice. Virginia stood up first. Okay. So Virginia gets up and she's like, okay, let's leave. And then Eric also starts getting up. And then Chris starts getting up also. And I'm like, this is why I'm fine with Chris yelling at them or putting them in their place. But you don't have to go towards or, you know, have any movement. Just sit in your chair and keep yelling at them. That's fine. (laughs) But he gets up. Again, I don't think Chris was going to do anything. But they start pulling the, what's going on? What are you trying to do? And then the whole thing goes from zero to 100. Like, Vince, sharp, sharp, sharp. He runs somehow. And then he just puts himself in between Chris (laughs) Because Chris is still going on. He just bodies him away and takes him out. Again, Jake is just smirking. Like, listen, Jake guys, is like, where's my food? <laughs> Jake is where's just food? Being like, I am hungry. Where's my food? <laughs> and then Clara is really upset. And she says, like, Virginia did not do herself any favors with that shock comment because she, you know, was directing it at Chris. So Virginia basically was being an, a little instigator. Um, Vince is just walking with Chris outside the hotel. And I have to add that I am so glad that Vince is there in this show. It's established that Chris 
is trash and Chris is not a good person. But I, and you know, he's going through his own things, the ones he knows about and the ones he doesn't know about. But there's something to be said when there's another person of color there with you. Like there's just that understanding because there's just certain, I want to say cultural differences because there's certain things Eric and Virginia say or do that they think is just innocent understanding, but you don't know how it comes off and it comes off as disrespectful because if you notice, Brianna said the same thing. I'll talk about it later where she says, you know, that was not right. That was disrespectful. Vince understood too. That was disrespectful. But I don't even know as I'm talking right now how to explain that to someone if they ask me what exactly did they do. I don't know, A, can you? But I mean, I know it, but I don't know if I can explain. I think the other, like, I agree with you that it was rude. That Virginia and Eric were rude and disrespectful. For, I mean, yeah. first off, it's rude to be late. But then yeah. to just walk in and just start things again. Yeah. I, it's, it's not great. And, you know, Chris didn't have the greatest reaction. What I found interesting, though, is, like, the when I saw it in the previews, I remember thinking, like, oh, Vincent's making this much more than it is. Like, he, like, body-blocked Chris. Yeah. And I was like, Chris wasn't going to fight anybody. If Chris, like, because yeah. we've all seen it, you know, the hold me back. Yeah. He wasn't doing any of that. Like, Vincent literally body-checked him, and he's like, okay, let me turn around and keep on walking. <laughs> but that's what I keep saying is, like, from from our screens, that's what it looks like. I don't know what the temperature or what the feel is like when you're actually in it. And Vince is just like, I'm not going to make my guy look stupid or do something mm-hmm. crazy on TV. So it's just safer for me to body him and get him away from there. And, and I'll give Chris this. He went along with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fine. I'm so glad Vince was there. Because I, you know, again, it's the little things. I did, I always felt, not uncomfortable, but I always felt for the black couples where you're the only black couple. Because, I mean, again, they, they didn't used to meet each other. But it's nice when there's a second black couple. Like I said, there's some cultural differences and there's just an innate understanding that you have with them. And for we watch a lot of reality shows. And for anyone who follows, like, you know, black reality shows, they get a lot more hate than their white counter- counterparts. And they talk about how isolated they feel a lot. I watch um, Big Brother and the Challenge and Bailey and Swaggy are a black couple that are on there. They get a lot of hate. And in one episode, um, Bailey broke down, like just literally crying. And we had another contestant, Davon, talking about how it's so difficult trying to adjust, trying to fit and trying not to be a stereotype. That's already enough pressure. But it's always, I, I feel like it's easier for them. So I'm glad when they started doing, you know, two black couples and having people together. Like, it seems like it's not a lot, but I, any person of color would tell you that it's very important. And I like that they have that. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's yep. always nice to not be the only one. Yes. So, yes. Good on Vince for being there for Chris at that moment. So Eric and Virginia are outside self-congratulating each other or whatever the hell they're doing. And Virginia is telling us that if her dad or her brothers had seen the way he talked to her, it would have been game over. I do want to sidebar that I'm not saying that the way Chris talked to um, Virginia is okay. She did start something. Like, I'm not saying anybody should be disrespectful to women, but it's just, everybody was wrong. I don't, everybody was wrong. It's just, it's just a complicated situation. So she I, thinks, uh, oh, go ahead. Everybody was wrong, but I think the Ryan way of dealing with it 
it was much better than the Eric way of dealing with it. Yeah. Because this whole, like, Virginia needs to be saved from Chris by Eric. Yeah. It's a weird little dynamic. Yeah. It it was really weird. That's the only way I can describe it. By the way, like, I hate to say this, but, like, what was Virginia wearing? Like, where was the rest (laughs) of her clothes? It's not like, I mean, she looked good, but I'm just like, what? Where? Eh. Anyway, sorry, I had an opinion. (laughs) So she thinks Eric handled it well. She's telling him, thank you for defending my honor. Eric is back He's like, oh, of course, I had to. So, you know, Vince and Chris, again, they're just walking the perimeter of the hotel. They're just walking around (laughs) and around outdoors. Um, and then they're talking about how Eric, like Vince was like, I don't appreciate how he came. Like Eric literally just came aggressively. Brie is with Paige, you know, trying to calm her down. Cause I think Paige is, you know, again, saying this is too much and trying to figure out what the heck is going on again. And Brie's asking for context and Paige is like, yes, you know, things happen and they talked before dinner and they talked about how they were going to approach it. Paige feels like it is bold to say that no, it is bold that Chris says that he hasn't been a man of God. That that was so bold of him to say. What is going on? <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> it is absolutely terrible. It's, it's so many words and no action. Like it doesn't take much for her to just raise this man on up. But Chris says he's lost respect for Eric and he wants to establish like. Eric says he wants to establish boundaries, but he's all up in his boundaries. So now they have a problem. (laughs) (sighs) And they're about to go live in an apartment building together and still have to shoot this TV show. So we'll see how that goes. I think they'll make up. You know how they like to hype things up. I think they'll just be like, okay, we'll just, I think, I hope maybe. Uh, I don't know. I don't want detention. I don't know if we've watched the season that's had this much tension, not even with Brandon. I know. And like Brandon and Michael and like there's been some weirdness between cast members or whatever, but this is this is not actually what the show is about. Like I like poor Clara is just like, I'm here for like my marriage with my husband. Why are we like having these conflicts and getting all up in each other's business? It really shouldn't be like this. It really shouldn't. But again, if they had just done what they asked, Paige is choosing to stay. They have asked for privacy. Let it be. Don't ask. You came on the married at first sight. Face your own husband. <laughs> like Eric and Virginia, you got problems waiting for you. So, yeah, that's all I had. I don't know if you had anything else that you wanted to add. No, just it, it annoys me so much that we spent so much time watching this because it has nothing to do with the premise of the show, which is yeah. strangers marrying each other. <laughs> yeah. Not arguing at ATVs and arguing at dinners and body checking to stop fights. Like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Just, I, I don't know. I think that the producers owe us one episode without Chris and Paige. Because at this point, it's getting ridiculous. I have a feeling they're going to deliver on that promise. I'm telling you, <laughs> despite what we're about to talk about, I have faith in Paige. This is not going to go and this is going to end. I don't have faith in Paige. No pun intended. I don't know. If she's going to leave. Because every time I think he... Uh, I don't know. All right. So they wake up the next day, Chris and Paige. And it's the day they're going to the airport to go home. 
And he says, what are you wearing today? You know you got to wear something that shows that ass, right? It's gross. And Paige is like, to the airport? And she's like, you know, I just don't know where his mind is. Is it with me or with the baby and his ex-fiance? Paige is like, you know, we still haven't spoken about a lot of things. I keep waiting for you to, like, she used this term, keep it stack with me. I don't know this. Do you know this? Yes, keep it stack. Keep it 100. I don't know that. Okay, I know keep it 100, but I don't know keep it stack. So stack is like a stack of money, stack 100. Oh. <laughs> so she goes, where do you see this relationship? The relationship with your, um, the mother of your child. By the way, I'm not fond of all the, like, baby mama talk in this episode. I'm going to refer to her as the mother of his child, not as his baby mama. He says, to be honest with you, I'm figuring stuff out day by day. Like, I'm not sure what that relationship is. Last week she was blocked. Now this week she's having my baby. Like, we just don't know how to proceed. He said, I'm not going to say that. Like, I'm not concerned about raising a child with someone in separate homes. So Paige asks, like, would you potentially want to get back with her? And he says, that thought has crossed my mind. And then she's asking to what level or what degree. And he said, well, conversations have arisen about what parenting looks like, including getting back together. Because I still love her. But loving someone doesn't mean you should be with them. I'm still processing. I just know I don't want another man raising my kid. Paige, I hear you, but I don't know where that leaves us. <laughs> See, um, a problem I've had with Chris is the way he just drops bombs casually, like he hasn't just dropped something like hurtful. And then he just goes like, what, what, why? Like Paige says something, he goes, okay, what's the problem? Like, do you know what you just said? Which is another reason why I don't understand how the experts want to tell us that they had a different person. Chris doesn't know how to fake it. He just says. So then Paige is all like, that's a joke. That's spitting in my face, especially after what he said the other night. Like, what are we working through or fighting for? I can't be with someone like this. You took an innocent person and dragged them into your mess. And then Paige says in a voiceover, she's done. So she walks out. But she isn't done because she comes back to relitigate this whole thing that should be done. Yeah. And then she says, I was okay with your having a child. You know, Paige, that was mistake number one. You should have been okay with that. <laughs> but now he wants to raise his child with the mother of his child and is ignoring the commitment that he is in with his wife it's not okay I can't continue like this right now I'm frustrated like we need to have a sense of clarity about what's really going on it's clear Paige but you, you're not seeing yeah how can you tell me that you've had a conversation with someone else we have vows and then like, this is where, I, I know the word gaslighting is, like, thrown around a lot, but this is some, like, peak gaslighting. He's like, but you haven't asked me. You haven't asked me about this. You haven't asked me about that. Okay, in Paige's defense, all the people asking you about it, you've blown up at them. Do you, do you think Paige doesn't have eyes to see that? Might that be why she hasn't asked you? Who has the obligation to start talking here? It ain't her. It's you. Yeah. You can't sustain a conversation on this topic. You literally go to pieces, start crying, have temper tantrums. Like, why would she think that it's a, a topic that she can talk about with you? Yeah. Or say he doesn't want to talk about it. So, yeah. <sighs> then he says, if I leave right now, I could go back and be with my ex today. Go. 
could you say that though? Like go. Uh, so then I mean it's just painful to just even finish this. Okay. So then it says, you know, she says the same way you've been talking about your vows. I've been talking about, you know, I have my vows too. I'm invested um, to see what the experts found. They found trash. They found a, a smelly, stinking, smoking piece of trash. <laughs> and then Chris, Chris is so manipulative because he's like, I want to work through this stuff. You know, yesterday I started seeing you in a different light. I'm spiritually attracted to you. No, I'm yeah. attracted to you. I can see us working our shit out beyond the next seven weeks. Yeah. And of course, Paige just starts cheesing all over again. She can't help herself. I can't. I I don't have faith like you do. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it's re- the part where I just like I can't condemn her, even though I'm annoyed. Chris says a lot of things that Paige wants to hear. And this is so common when relationships with people. People tell you the things you want to hear. And then they follow it up with bullshit. And then they tell you what you want to hear again. And there's like not enough time to process. I just think Paige needs a little bit of time to process. Aid, I'm with you and I hear you. But the problem is these started at day three. You don't have anything to lose. You can get an annulment. You could just cut loose. Don't try to find out. Like I saw her crying again. Day six, you're crying this much? I don't know what to say. I don't know. I think, yeah, okay, it's been six days. I'm I'm like, I don't disagree with you. I just, I feel like in my heart, I just can't condemn Paige that much. Like, I just feel like she's been dealt such a shitty hand. Is it bad enough that you get this crappy hand and then everybody criticizes how you react to it? Like, the girl suffers enough. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's true. It's just like, because she's suffering, it's so hard not to to, uh, try to understand why you keep allowing yourself. Because every time he's disrespectful to her... All I think is you are here. So you are allowing him to do this. When he says, oh, I could go be with my ex now because I still love her. Why would you say things like that? I don't know. It's This has come up in the news today because Gail King was interviewing FKA Twigs. And like everybody's upset because Gail King was like, well, why did you stay? <laughs> and, you know, it's I, I, I don't want to call Chris an abuser, but I think his behavior is abusive is that wrong to say no it's not because i think so i think they're in an emotionally abusive relationship but i think the difference like with fka twigs and with other people like i never fault people because usually there's a grooming stage and there's a whole period of time mine is we're on day six but chris showed who he was on day two we're on day six but you have a whole tv production you have experts asking you every single thing about yourself, promising you they're asking you the same questions of your future spouse. They're like, we've got this whole pool of people and we found this one person for you. There's a pressure there that I think is equivalent to a long-term relationship. Okay, I think that's fair. It's I mean, fair, but it's, so, it's hard to understand. I'll put it that way, yeah. But I think that's fair. It, and it is hard. I can't she- even... Sorry. It's something she's wanted for a long time. I get it. She's also, you know, 
she's also wanted it because I and I and I have to remember like everyone's not gonna think the same way that we do because I'm just like day two I don't I have nothing to lose I'll just go back to who I was yesterday <laughs> unmarried without you like I don't know it's just it's too much not to sound like Paige or anything but it is too much for six days now and I the thing is I agree with you a hundred percent. But I'm, I feel like I'm obligated to try to understand this foolishness. Yeah. Because, I mean, I agree with you. Well, what are you doing? Leave. But, you know, I have, there has to be an explanation for this. And honestly, I do think pretty highly of Paige. I think, she, I think she's smart. And she's, she's got some just characteristics and the way that she's sort of handling this. I think she's worthy of a little bit of respect and the benefit of the doubt. That's fair. Paige does say, I pray that Chris is my person and this could potentially be a beautiful story. The story's already trash, but go on, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Tane, who has your bouquet for the week? All right, I'm cheating again. My bouquet goes to two people. Unfortunately, they're not a couple. But the first one goes to Clara because I think she was very self-aware. I like some of the things she said. She knew and accepted that they did wrong by interfering and Virginia was just being not cool. Um, and my second bouquet goes to Jacob. Enough said. No explanation needed. He was the MVP. My bouquet also went to Jacob for wanting his dinner <laughs> and for being really honest with Haley because it would have yes. been safer to keep it to himself. Yes. For introducing the word kumbaya into the episode. <laughs> yes, he was very expressive. And who got your burnt ashes? Uh, my burnt ashes, there, there's so many of them, it might take a little while. Um, so my burnt ashes go to every single person who decided to compliment Paige for how she's handling this situation, because that's feeding the toxicity. Those people include Chris, Virginia, Clara, um, my burnt ashes also go to Paige herself for apologizing for Chris's behavior. Um, my burnt ashes also go to Eric and Virginia for everything. I think I think I covered it pretty pretty well there. Um, honestly, Brie and Vin they they got a little of my ashes too, uh, because Brianna needs to chill and Vincent yeah. needs to hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> Who have you burnt? I was so bad at everybody by the time I was done with this episode. Really. <laughs> I, it was really well, a struggle to come up with a bouquet. That was the hardest part. Oh, really? Yeah. I was just so mad at everybody. Okay. <laughs> well, my burnt ashes, I was going to give it to Paige, but going in your line of thought, I was like, well, should I pile up on her? It's kind of like giving the burnt ashes to Chris. It doesn't make any sense anymore. But anyways, it goes to Eric and Virginia for all things from beginning to end, for lying to themselves, for not facing their differences, for being instigators, for not knowing what the heck is going on, for coming in late, for charging up on Chris, for just being there. Like, they ruined the whole night for everybody. And, yeah. And special mention to Virginia for the whole, we're so concerned about Paige, but I haven't really talked to her. Yeah. Okay, guys. This is a long episode. We know it. (laughs) Go blame the producers. They keep giving us a Chris and Paige show every week instead of focusing on the love and the growth. And no experts still. But that's all we have for this week. Feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter 
at altercallmafs. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. Love hearing from you guys on social media. We're available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for your support and for listening to our show. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, and review us on whatever platform that you listen to us. Hope to see you next week. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.